Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. Today, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the show America's Most Wanted and its correlation with the FBI's Most Wanted list for our mini Monday episode and how it was a staple in capturing a lot of criminals, but for this case, specifically David James Roberts. So pour yourself a strong cup of joe and let's dive in. David James Roberts was convicted for the murder of a family and burning down their house in 1975 and also for raping a woman after he locked her in the trunk of his car and killed her infant child while he was out on bail. He received six consecutive life sentences in Indiana, but unfortunately... In 1986, he was being transported to a hospital for a medical treatment, and he actually escaped. That doesn't sound good. Also, in my head, I'm picturing Michael Myers from Halloween when they're transporting him to the hospital for an injury, and he escapes and kills the entire van. And if you've not watched the movie Halloween, I highly recommend it. Yeah, that new one that came out was really good. Roberts was placed on the FBI's most wanted list in 1987. And for those of you who possibly have missed my other FBI minis or are not sure, the FBI Most Wanted list is a list of fugitives that can raise awareness to the public for help in catching those who pose a risk to society. It was created in March 14, 1950, and due to this list, the FBI has caught or located 488 of the 523 fugitives on the 10 Most Wanted list. The FBI's Most Wanted list is made up from a committee of agents from 56 field offices that get together and decide who is going to be on this list or featured on this list. To be honest, you have to fit two criteria. One, is this person a serious danger to society? Are they violent, armed, or have a history of serious criminal behavior? And two, would the publicity offered by this list provide a much better chance of catching this person? This list is intended to provide tremendous publicity to aid in catching a fugitive who might otherwise remain obscure and unrecognizable. Now, kind of because of this list, a show came about. America's Most Wanted. I'm sure you guys have all heard about it. I grew up watching this show, which probably had a big impact into why I am interested in true crime. But ever since I was little, I remember watching John Walsh. And Erica, I hope you know who John Walsh is. Of course I do. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, John Walsh is more infamously known for the kidnapping and ultimate murder of his son, Adam Walsh, which happened in 1981. But since that, John Walsh went on to really advocate for missing persons, children, and put just such a great step forward in trying to basically take down any criminals that needed to be taken down and bring justice and closure to families. John Walsh was the host of America's Most Wanted. America's Most Wanted was a television show hosted by John Walsh that ran for 24 seasons on Fox and was one of the network's longest running series. It targeted dangerous fugitives and had regular updates, which featured criminals in each of the episodes and oftentimes directly from the FBI Most Wanted list. America's Most Wanted's first episode premiered in 1988 and it featured, can you guess? 
Uh, I'm assuming the guy you were telling us about at the beginning, David James Roberts? You bet. So on February 7th, 1988, the show featured the story covering Roberts and his crimes and where he'd escaped, what he looks like, all the stuff that you can find on the FBI's most wanted list. Almost immediately after the episode was premiered, producers received dozens of phone calls from people who recognized Roberts and said they knew him, but under a different name, the name Bob Lord. And he was apparently a director of a Staten Island, New York homeless shelter. Well, that was smart of him to change his name, but I'm really glad that people were paying enough attention that they were able to recognize him and call in some different tips. 100%. And it really, it's awesome that this first episode really did what it was set out to do. And that was put a face with a name, whether it's the right name or not, and put the information out to the public to see who can call and help find these fugitives. Specifically, one woman who called in after seeing the show identified herself as Bob Lord, quotations, his girlfriend. And she said that He was currently in the hospital for a medical treatment, and so authorities rushed to this hospital, and he's gone, nowhere to be found, which, you know, a little fishy. So at this point, they're pretty sure this is their guy, and they're trying to track him down. And he eventually was captured in Staten Island on February 11th, 1988, just four days after the show aired. And he is now in prison, serving an additional 20 years on top of his six life sentences, and... He's not eligible for parole, thank goodness. So he will be serving the rest of his time in Pendleton in Indiana, actually. I've actually visited that prison. You know, I creepily actually got a letter from an inmate there. Nobody I know, not n- no connection to this. He, I, I kind of, I tried to look him up. I think he was like a 40 something year old man. Couldn't tell you his name. I don't know it anymore. But he sent me like a six page letter asking me like tell me about who he was and asking me like weird like what's your favorite color and stuff like that and saying he can't wait till he gets out of there and that his conviction was bull insert chosen word and I looked it up and it had something to do with him and being some type of inappropriate with a minor I don't know the details of it but the letter got sent to my home address at the time And I was a little concerned, but I looked up when he was even up for parole as an option or possibility, and it wasn't for another like 10 to 15 years or something. And luckily, you know, I'm not at that address anymore, but it just kind of goes to show that people can really find where you're at. So you got to be careful. I don't know what I did for him to have my address, but... Which is really creepy, especially since you're not on any social media. Truth. So a lesson there, people can find you guys because... They found me, <laughs> but I mean, I've been, I never only got the one letter, so hopefully we're good. I don't know. It's just a weird little side story for you guys, but back to America's Most Wanted. I just have a couple things, basically successes that they encountered during their run of 24 seasons from 1988 to 2011. America's Most Wanted helped capture more than 1,100 criminals, including 17 on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted list. The series also reunited 43 missing children with their families. My heart. Yeah, and this is one of the things Walsh said was his proudest achievement. 
On July 29, 2006, President Bush signed into law the Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act. This was a result of years of lobbying by John Walsh and others who were with him and supported him. And this law was actually signed on the 25th anniversary of the abduction and murder of Adam Walsh, John's six-year-old son. It expands the National Sex Offender Registry and strengthens federal penalties for crimes against children. Walsh obviously received many awards and a lot of support for all the good work he did. I'm a huge fan of him. I think we all are. It's a real testament to somebody who can have a tragedy and turn it into something so good. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 